Jesus' name, amen. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give a hand clap for our young people. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. God is an awesome, awesome, awesome God. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, even if you're going through, he's awesome. And it's not over till it's over. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Hallelujah. I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. This morning, we'll find ourselves in Deuteronomy 29. Deuteronomy 29, the fifth book in the Old Testament. It's the last book of the Torah, of the Pentateuch, of the law. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, written by Moses under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Deuteronomy, get a Bible. Never believe a preacher without a Bible. Amen. Half of my lying. Deuteronomy 29. And last week we dealt with a renewed focus. Colossians 3. Since you've been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. We dealt with a renewed focus. This morning we're dealing with a renewed formula. Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, is one of the most outstanding scriptures in all the Bible. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those, which, those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. A renewed formula. Formulas are proposed preparations designed to preempt problems and pave the way for a prosperous outcome. And these formulas are instructive, insightful, and are incalculable in value and in vision. A business plan is a formula for starting up a business. It contains overhead costs, profit margins, personnel needed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that if you are going to start a business, you have to do a business plan which articulates 
by definition what you're trying to do and it demonstrates and develops in writing a roadmap so that if you need lending from a lending institution any reputable lending institution will ask for a business plan we like to see what you're trying to start or perhaps a budget is a formula for managing both incomes and outcomes, spending and savings, and subtracting one's debt. However, a blessing formula is unlike a business and a budget, it doesn't deal with forecasts and finances. It deals with faithfulness. that in a blessing context as a formula for blessings God wants faith, faithfulness and fearlessness on behalf of the believer. In the book of Deuteronomy, Deuto second Namas law or book is the second giving of the law by Moses to a new generation 20 years and under. Because everyone 20 years and over, bankrupt, was faithful, was faithless, fruitless, fearful, and wanted to return to Egypt because they missed the leeks and the onions and the melons of the old life. In spite of all the great miracles that God did from Passover, Exodus 12, to the crossing of the Red Sea, Exodus 14, 15, to a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, quail and manna out of heaven, water out of a rock. In spite of all the miracles, Israel went bankrupt. So God pronounced a curse that they would... 20 years and older, walk around in a circle for 40 years until they died off. And then the second generation of 20 years and under would go in. And it's in this context that Moses is giving this second giving of the law and he's um, teaching, if you will, about the person of God and the principles and participation to God and the promises of Almighty God. And, and, it's, and it's in this context that, of chapter 29 that the context is what we call the Palestinian covenant. That in verses 1 and 9 that God's power has control over everything. And in verses 10 to 15, that we as God's people ought to participate in this covenant. Amen. And then, amen, the, the fifth, 16 to the end of the chapter, as well as chapter 30, deals with the psychological and emotional and spiritual comfort of the promises being attached. Now, when you look at a covenant, a covenant is an agreement with Almighty God, and there were 
some agreements that were binding, some were conditional, some were unconditional, and we know about covenants. It's an agreement between God and God, or God and man. And in the Garden of Eden, there was the Edenic covenant, in which Adam and Eve was placed in a perfect environment, a beautiful garden, no, no sin, and they were in a state of innocence. And in chapter 3 of Genesis, Satan came along and, amen, disrupted the innocence, and they fell into sin as they partook, partook excuse me, of the forbidden fruit. And so God changed covenants and began what we call an Adamic covenant, where God was no longer dealing with them in innocence. He had booted them out of the garden, put an a angel with a, a fiery sword in front of the tree of life in the front of the garden and put them out of the garden and now they were in a state of conscientiousness. They were conscious of their Adamic sinful nature. And uh, we mentioned this morning that when they were in the garden of Eden, man did not have to work. So every time you got to get up and go to work, think about Adam and <laughs> women had no pain on their menstrual or in having babies, and when you go into your monthly pains, think about Eve. But don't be too hard on Adam and Eve, because if it was, we'd still be in pain. We would have made the same fundamental mistakes. In fact, we make them every day. And, and, and so God moved from the Edenic to the Adamic to the Nohoic covenant of grace and began what, 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 what is called human government, and, and um, God took eight people, put them in an ark, and allowed the entire world to die in a worldwide flood. And then Abraham came along in Genesis 11 and 12, and God created a covenant of promise where he promised Abraham prosperity, seed, land, seed, and blessing. Are you with me? Amen. And it's in this Abrahamic covenant that God made this covenant of agreement with Abraham and 500 years later uh, he made the Mosaic covenant which was a covenant from Mount Sinai and it was Moses who brought about this covenant of works. It was conditional though that God said if you do this I'll do this, if you don't do this I won't do this. And then came this Palestinian covenant Deuteronomy 29 where this Palestinian has to do with the land. It was land, seed, and blessing, and God promised them that when they went in the land, uh, Joshua would do the conquest, Joshua would fight to, in, to, in, to, in, to inhabit the land from all of these uh, Hittites, Jebusites, Philistines, so forth, so on. And once in the land, then the Palestinian covenant would kick in. Life in the land, the promised land the land flowing with milk and honey. And, 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 and it's in this context that when, when we begin to look at this Palestinian covenant of chapter 29, that, amen, our text has to do with this matter, and we'll back up, we'll look at verse 29, a real key, but you got to get this right. God, through Moses, is reminding this younger generation that the secret things, 
belongs to the Lord. I see three things that I'm going to deal with in this text. Three formulas. First, there's a renewed formula for peace and it's God's control. He says the secret things. Well, what are the secret things? And if we as God's people in 2012 are going to live lives of peace minus friction, lives of worship and not worry, uh, not worrying about the unseen, not worrying about the what is, not worrying about the uncontrollable, uh, the hows, amen, the fears, the characteristic of our crisis, then our formula for fearlessness and our formula for favor is The secret or hidden things belong to the Lord. Now, now the word secret in the Septuagint, Old Testament Greek, means, listen to this, the word is crypto, which means hidden. Uh, and, and it's a cousin of mysterion, which is mystery. In the Hebrew, it's sod. It means confidentially closed, not open. For anyone to know. And, and it's here that when we start looking at this matter of the secret things, we're really talking about the omniscience of God. Now, omniscience, omnipresent, omnipotence, these omnis, omni simply means all. Omnipotence is all power. Omnipresence is present at all places, at all times. And omniscient is he knows all things. But what is not taught, he knows, listen, he knows all things actual, and he knows all things possible. What makes him God is that he knows you this morning just as you are actual. But he also knows all the possibilities, amen, that could have been connected to you. Do I have a witness? That, that is, if he knows all things actual and he knows all things possible, then as this morning he knows Raymond Gordon actually just as he is, but he also knows all things that were possible. Oh, I'm preaching that. That I could have been in hell this morning. That was a possibility. I could have been strung out this morning. I could have, amen, been on the streets this morning. I could have been eating out of the garbage can this morning. He's, he's omniscient, and that's why the psalmist said, if conditional, if not, listen, not actual, but possible. If I make my bed in hell, he's there. If, if, if I fly on the wings of the morning to glory, he's there. Wherever I go, he's there. He already beat you there. He's been in, he's checked in. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? He knows where you came from. He knows where you're going. He knows where you've been. He knows what you think. He knows how you feel. He know I'm preaching this morning. He knows everything about everything. Can I get a witness? 
and child, child, of, child of God, child of God, when, when you understand that it speaks to his supra-knowledge, his infinite, his incomprehensibility, it speaks to him, ex nihilo, in the creative acts of making something out of nothing, it speaks, amen, of his wonderful and secret counsel, amen, it speaks of, hallelujah, his all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing, all-wise, he is a God who handles all of the secrets. The Bolema and the Thulema of Ephesians chapter 1. The Bolema is the secret counsel. The Thulema is the revealed counsel. Do I have a witness? He knows all about controls and crises. Amen. And, and, and it's in this context when he says that the hidden things the secret things things we worry about but have no control over how long will I live that's in his hands how long before my children get saved that's in his hands do I have a witness uh, the what is the how the, the you know when 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 that's in his hands those 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 secret things Belong to the Lord. And, and, and I, and I want to say as a therapeutical, medicinal application to your psychology, we better learn to leave the secret things in his hands. Can I get a witness? Too many of us are worrying about things we ain't got no control over. Can I get a witness? Now y'all saying happy birthday. This might be my last birthday. That's in his hands. Can I get a witness? Or I might outlive all y'all. That's in his hands. Can I get a witness? The, 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 the fact of the matter is that sacred things belong to God. Whether it's the death of a loved one, amen, whether it's direction of somebody's life, God says those things are mine. And there are certain things that belong to him. He said, vengeance is mine. Secrets are mine. Future is mine. Life and death is mine. Hell and heaven is mine. Do I have a witness up in the house? You can't put nobody in heaven and you can't put nobody in hell because God reserves the right. Secret thing. The secret things, the secret things belongs to the Lord. God is so deep, he had to put Abraham to sleep so he could swear with himself. He couldn't swear with Abraham because Abraham was sinful. So he put Abraham to sleep. You know, it's in the Bible, the Abrahamic covenant. And he, he put pieces of animals and took his guiding light and burned up the sacrifices and swore to himself because there was nobody greater to swear to. And the reason he could swear to himself is because he cannot lie. Can I get a witness? And whatever he swore to himself was actuality. It wasn't possibility. It was actuality. And he swore it and he said it and he kept it. And, and, and in this unfolding drama of redemption, God 
burdened so deep that before the foundation of the world, he elected. Out of his sovereignty, he elected you. Uh, do I have a witness? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he elected you. He, uh-huh, he, he predestinated you. He gave you and me a plan and a providence. That's what makes him God. The purposes was what he decreed. God decreed through the predetermined council, Acts 2.22 and 2.23, that Jesus would die. God decreed. He said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion before the world even was created. Can I get a witness? It's called election. That God, 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 God decreed, amen, to write your name in the Lamb's book of life. He, 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 he decreed that Joseph, son of Jacob, would have to suffer and be put in jail, be put in Pharaoh's house, spend time there away from his family, amen, so that he could make him ready as a vessel to bring Israel back in to become a nation. Uh, can I get a witness? He, he decreed, if you will, that Daniel... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, teenagers will be carried away from their family, kidnapped. Come on now. Names change. Diets change. Can I get a witness? Amen. So that they could be a witness before Yahweh. He decreed, he decreed, he decreed that Paul and Silas would get locked up in the jail, put in the bottom of the jail. In a cold jail where rats were running around and they started a praise session. God put them there so that a Philippian jailer could get saved. You remember when the jail shook and the angels opened up the gates and, and the guard knew he was dead. He, he knew they was going to kill him. He started to kill himself and Paul said, do thyself no harm. We're all here. And the Philippian jailer said, what must I do? To be saved. You remember that? Well, God, God, God is in the decreeing business. He, he, he is the one, Lord have mercy, who decrees. Listen to this. Hidden things. Secret things. He chose you. He chose the family you're in. He chose the neighborhood you grew up in. He, he chose the ethnicity. He chose the country. God is sovereign. There are no accidents in Christ. Do I have a witness? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're not an accident. You got an appointment. There are no accidents in Christ. He deals with his purpose and his providence and his plan, but also his power. And, and, and you know, because churches and Pastors are not teaching systematic, systematically through the Bible. We don't understand the riches, amen, of grace. Because if you understood what it took God to save you, God, in order to save us, God had to match his personal attributes 
one against another. All right, God, God, God had to say, first of all, my justice will not allow Raymond Gordon to, to stand free. He's a sinner, and my justice ought to send him to hell. So justice kicked in. Can I get a witness? And, ju and just when justice handcuffed me and was about to put me in hell, then Lord have mercy. Mercy called up justice. And, mer and, mer and mercy said, wait a minute, justice. Uh, I, I, we, we, we don't want to give him what he deserves. So, 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 so let me get on my phone and call up grace. Grace. Great, great grace says, let me give him love he don't deserve. And I'm preaching now. And when grace, amen, when, when grace called up, then election said, oh yeah, by the way, his name is on the books. And, 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 but we, yeah, but we need, yeah, but we need a, we need a perfect man with a perfect track record to take his place in hell. Uh, can I get a witness? So God called up substitutionary, yeah, offering, and Jesus took that place. And then and as one attribute, and his, listen, it was Jesus' holiness that let me in. It wasn't my holiness, Sister Hicks. It was Jesus' holiness that said, you know what? I got a call from mercy. I got a call from grace. I got a, I got a call from justice. So let, let, let me get on in this equation so we can save this sinner. There's no good sinner by grace because somebody has taken his place and his name is Jesus. I do I have a witness up in the house? And, and, and so when all them calls start kicking in, then adoption got on the phone and said, he is an adopted son. He's, she's an adopted daughter. And adoption says, because you are adopted, you have an inheritance. Can I get a witness? Let me give you your bank account. You have access to the throne. Can I get a witness? You don't need to go through no operator. You don't need to go through the law. You don't, you don't need to go through the temple. You don't need to go through no priest. You don't need to go through no pope. You got immediate access to the throne. Can I get a witness? All you got to do is say, Jesus, and heaven will open up. Do I have a witness up in the house? So it took his purposes, his providence, his plan, and his power to tell you to sit down, stop working, stop worrying, because the secret things belongs to the Lord. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. That's the secret. Jesus says... Take no thought for tomorrow, because tomorrow will take thought for itself. Secret, secret things, secret things. Secret things, secret things, secret things. Secret things. Death, life, sickness, secret things. Future, secret things. Getting the pink slip, secret things. Oh, you ain't praying with me up in this place. See, see, the reason we keep getting involved with the secret things is because we ain't living by faith. Because see, faith says, I've been young, and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, never seen a seed begging bread. I will bless the Lord. When David... 
at all times. When it's good, when it's bad, when it's ugly, I'm going to praise his name. When I have, when I don't have, when I don't feel good, when I feel great, I'm going to bless his name. I'm going to bless him at all times. And his praise, I feel like preaching now, shall continually be in my mouth. Mm. Mm. Just hold on. Mm. Sometimes, 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm in a reflective mode when I can't sleep. And I'm driving, but my, I'm in the reflective mode. I'm looking back. I'm wondering how I got over. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I, I don't know why I spent seven years in the military. God says, I do. Secret. I, I don't know why I'm still alive. God says, I do. Secret. Bullets were flying secret. Knives were flying secret. God said you had enemies secret. You know how we got this far? Because the secret things belongs to the Lord. Running around here figuring out well, how I don't know what I'm going to do. I, 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 I better, I better, I, you, you just sit down. Secret. Secret things belong to the Lord our God. Thank you, Jesus. Just, just wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Just meditate. When you didn't know how you were going to make it. When you didn't see a way out. When you were trapped, felt doomed, felt defeated, felt like giving up, felt like dying, and God just switched the button and said, secret thing. See, didn't, didn't, didn't he do it? Didn't he do it? See, see, secret things. Can I get, children got in trouble. Doctors gave you a bad report. See, secret things, and God came out of nowhere. And he will come out of nowhere. Somebody said he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. He's a good God. He's an awesome God. He's a gracious God. He's a delivering God. He's a definite God. Can I get a witness? God's got some secrets. Secret thing. Belong to the Lord, our God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh huh. One of our members just gave me a check this morning, twelve hundred dollars. Look, secret. Yes, sir. Oh, excuse me. After the offering, secret things belongs to Him. Can I get a witness? Now let me tell you how deep God is. God says, well, go on and give me, sign it up for 1,200 because there's about 100 didn't give nothing so you'll make up for them too. Secret, secret thing. Look at, this, look at the second part of this verse, Deuteronomy 29, 29. 
See, and the reason we're so frustrated and flustered and messed up and need to take pills and medicine is because we keep trying to pull off the secrets. And it's out of your control. I'm preaching to somebody. You keep trying to fix what is unfixable to you. Can I get a witness? And the reason we can't fix relationships is because the ones always trying to fix something is the problem. If you would just fix yourself, the relationship would get fixed. That's a whole nother sermon, Doc. You, you, just, you just get yourself fixed, the relationship would be fixed, but you keep thinking ain't nothing wrong with you. You all had in a bag of chips and you need to fix the other person and the other person, amen, doesn't need to be fixed. You need fixing. Let me go to my second point. Look at, look at it. But, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. Now, a renewed formula for not only the purposes of God, my God, his omniscience, but a new formula for the prosperity of God. And we hear all these prosperity preachers. Let me give you true biblical prosperity. Prosperity is connected with principles. Got quiet that time. I don't want you laying no checks on the altar. I want you to let the Lord check your heart out. See, see, it's compliance to the principles, which is obedience. Deuteronomy 13.4 says, tell, listen, tells us to discern, obey, and receive. Now, some of us are so worried about the secret things, amen, that we keep missing the revealed things. Now, in 29, first nine verses are the secret things of God, but verses 10 to 15 begins the revealed things. Now, look what God starts out with verse 10. You stand this day, all of you, before the Lord your God, your captains, your tribes, your elders, your officers, with all the men of Israel. First thing God tells us to do in compliance to the principles is this. You stand here before God, stand in truth, trust, trustworthiness, triumph, Listen, that God has an order and an obligation and an outpouring for his people. God says the first thing you better do is, verse 10, stand this day before your God. Stop. A perception of his person. You need to know who you're dealing with. And you don't deal with God flippantly. You deal with him reverently. Do I have a witness? Yeah, that if you understood all of the things that God set up, that nobody can come into God's presence. Do I have a witness? You just couldn't walk into God's presence. 
Only a priest with an offering could come in on Yom Kippur once a year and sprinkle blood and had a rope around him because if the rope weighed down, they dragged him out. Nobody else could walk in there. Can I get a witness? But through Jesus Christ, he says, come boldly to the throne of grace. Just throw the curtain back. Come on in. Can I get a witness? And you'll find grace and help in the time of trouble. We, we are too flippant about church. That's why it's be up here fussing. Listen, and you know what? Uh, listen, listen. The Bible says when you enter my courts, you don't come in here texting and twiddling, tweeting, whatever you call it. You don't, you don't come in here with your son. You, you, when, you, when, when you come in, you come into the house, the presence of Almighty God. You come in reverently. And when you enter my courts, he says enter it with praise. And Thanksgiving. It ain't my job to work you up. You shouldn't have stayed out last night partying. I ain't going to work you up. I'm not here to entertain you. I, I've been up since 2.30 confessing and, and, and progressing and praying. Can I get a witness? And then you want to come dragging in here at 10.30? Come on, pastor, work me up. I ain't working you up. Work yourself up. Can I get a witness? Because this is a personal relationship. You should have been home praying. You should have been home talking. You should have been home praising. You will have a witness when you're, when you're in uh, my court. Enter with some praise and thanksgiving. Why, David? For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. But look, look at the principles, 29-12. Stay with me now. Are you with me? That you should enter into covenant with the Lord thy God into an oath which the Lord thy God maketh you this day. You got that? Now watch this because we're going to do this quick. And you can read the chapter when you get home. Turn back to chapter 28. Come on, 28. All this is the covenant. Are you with me? Uh-huh. And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe, to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall fall on you. Look, 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 look at verse 4. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep, a blessing in the basket in your store. Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm talking about compliance to the principles. Somebody got to preach this stuff. Amen. And then, and then, and then uh, hang in there with me. Look, look what he says in verse 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his what? Good treasure. The heaven that give rain unto thy land in this season to bless you. Amen. And, 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 and God just goes on. Yeah. And on and on about what he wants to do in your life. Turn back to chapter 26 real quick. Since we don't read the Old Testament, verse 1 says, And it shall be when thou art coming to the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, you didn't earn it, you didn't buy it, I gave it to you, for an inheritance, possess it, dwell therein, that thou shalt take of the first of the fruit of the grain 
which shall be of thy land and giveth thee. He's talking about a tenth, a tithe. Man, you get quiet all you want. God says, I want a tenth. I don't want a ninth, an eighth, a seventh, a sixth, or fifth. I want a tenth. When you give that, what I'm asking you to give. Let me tell you why we don't tithe. Let me tell you why we don't tithe. We don't tithe because our will says no. <laughs> we don't tithe because we don't have faith in the word. I watch these prosperity preachers. Ask for five hundred dollars, and folk giving a thousand, and they have no power of promise. Do I have a witness? And here's God giving you elementary portions of His principles. Y'all ain't got to say amen. You know I don't need your amens. You know I don't need your amens. I'm gonna preach whether you say amen or not. Whether you come to church or not, I'm gonna preach. I'm gonna eat. I'm going to look at football. I'm asleep. I'm going to preach this word. I'm going to preach it in season. I'm going to preach it out of season. I'm going to preach it when you don't like it. I'm going to preach it when you love it. It says right here. Principles. The principles, the principles, the principles. And Jesus comes along in the Sermon on the Mount and said the same thing. He get principles, attitudes. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Those that know they messed up, bless you. Can I get a witness? Yeah, poor in spirit. I'm poor. I'm, I'm poor spiritually. Not walking in here like a peacock. Got it all together. Think ain't nothing wrong. You know what God covets? God would rather you come to church and get on your knees and say, Lord, and cry and say, I'm a no good sinner. He'll put you way up there. But when you come sitting up here like you all of that, you don't do nothing, you don't think nothing wrong, God ain't got time for you. Can I get a witness? He said in the similitudes, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. The only thing that separates me and somebody in hell is grace. Child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God. He wants your participation in the principles. Deuteronomy 6, don't turn. He says, teach, this, teach the law to your children, rehearse it. Amen. Keep talking about it, renumerate it, day and night. What are you talking about? Because in chapter 27, he talks about, hey, 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 man, the curses and the blessings. And in chapter 28, the promise of the curses and the promises of the blessing. He said, I set before you today, death or life, choose which one you would have. Mm. I'm coming in. The hidden things belong to the Lord. He's in control. But the revealed things belong to us. We're not keeping the revealed, but we're praying about the hidden. Amen. Thank you.
Thank you, Jesus. We're not, we not even dealing with what we know the Bible is saying. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. I'm going to get in trouble now. Wives, respect, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. Uh, that means, Sister Gordon, you got to call me Lord. You got you to. It's a... My, my new title is L-O-R-D. You, you got to call me. And on my birthday is Sir Lord. Sir Lord. Sir Lord. Sir Lord. Now I done been called everything else. <laughs> You're no good. But check it out. Thank you, Jesus. See, we don't understand. Listen, we don't understand transference. The power of transference is, God's word said, if you call things that be not as though it already was, those things will bless you. You know your husband ain't no Lord. Calling Lord. You know your wife ain't virtuous. Call her virtuous. Don't go too far, you'd be lying. But just, you're virtuous, you're virtuous. You're a virtuous woman. You're highly favored. You're far above rubies. Can I witness? Do you know compliment is better than criticism? Do you know if you keep complimenting somebody, they're going to have to do right by you. If you keep complimenting somebody, they're going to have to bless you. If you keep complimenting somebody, they're going to have to serve you. Come on now. Jesus. Be Beeman jumped up and said, Lord, Gail, look up here. Look like this. Look. Look, 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 look. Lord, have mercy. The <laughs> and, and listen, man, I'm trying to help you. Last week I said, give, uh, give it up and turn it loose or something like that. This week I'm saying, Lord, you know, come on, man. Huh? God bless you. Ray, Ray, Ray and Diamond away at school. I got two extra bedrooms. If, if, if this stuff don't work. All right, man. But look, but look at this. Look at this. But, but look, at the fi look at the final thing here. Look at the final thing here. He says, a renewed formula, a renewed formula for promotion. Now look at 2929 as we close. Are you with me? Yeah, uh-huh. He says, the revealed things belong to us and our children forever. Here's the third point. It is a commitment to observe that ye may do all the words of this law. 
Look at chapter 30 because it continues into chapter 30 real quick. Verses 1 and 9 deals with this continuance, this commitment. And look what he says in verse 1. It shall come to pass that when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse which I have set before thee, that thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations. He's reminding his people. Verse 6, that he will circumcise their hearts, make them holy. Help them to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. Verse 7, with all thy will and put all these curses upon your enemies, not on you. I'm preaching now. Verse 11, for this commandment which I command thee this day is not hidden from thee, neither is far from thee. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say who shall go up and get it. It's close to you. Uh-huh. I'm coming in. But look at verse, are you with me? But look at verse 15. Amen. See, I have set before thee life and good, death. And evil. Look at 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you blessing and cursing. Look at verse 20. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God and thou mayest obey his voice and cleave to him. Here's what God is saying in this context. That God spoke from four different mountains. Critical mountains. There was the mountain of selection called Mount Pisgah. Mount Nebo, where God took Moses in Deuteronomy to the summit of Pisgah and told Moses, look, I want you to look at the promised land. It's a selected land. And he gave him, this is called the Mount of Vision. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to have a vision. It's the Mount where God will show you where he wants to take you. Some of y'all can't go nowhere because you ain't been nowhere. You can't move forward because you keep going backwards. And without a vision, the people of God keep perishing. Can I get a witness? It's a mount of vision. But then there's a mount of seduction. It's a mount of venom. It's a mount of venom. When Satan took Jesus in Matthew 4 to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said, all of these, I'll give you if you just fall down and worship me. And Jesus said, get thee hence, Satan, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Child of God, when God wants you to have a vision, Satan going to bring the venom. And the venom is always an alternative to the will of God. I do, I have a witness. But then there's the mountain of salvation, Mount Moriah, the mountain of victim, where Jesus was crucified, where Jesus was dead and buried and rose the third day. Can I get a witness? You got to stop past Calvary if you're going to get some help this morning. Because it was at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away it was there by faith I received my sight and now I'm happy all the day but I got one more mountain it's the mountain of separation the Mount of Olives where Jesus got on his Mercedes cloud in Acts chapter 1 and took off and the disciples were looking up and two angels said why do you stand here St. Matthews why do you just keep sitting here 
Why don't you serve him? Why don't you give him? Why aren't you convicted here? Why do you stand here gazing? This same Jesus will come back in like manner. Can I get a witness? Child of God, I need a renewed formula. I don't need a business plan. I don't need a budget plan. But I need a blessing plan. I need to know that the secret things belong to God and the revealed things belong to me. Can I get a witness? I need to know that I must comply. But I need to be committed. Every morning, every week, every month, I need to tithe. I need to join the ministry. I need to tithe my time. I need to tithe my talents. I need to tithe... I need to tie everything I have. Can I get a witness? And it's a formula for blessing. And when you've given God what God is asking for, then duck and watch out because no good thing will he withhold from them. He will do far exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. Can I get a witness? He's faithful. He's fruitful. Any good. Jesus is good. Any good. He'll show up when you're out of options. He'll bless you when you feel like dying. Can I get a witness? He'll fill your cupboard. Clothes on your back. Money in your pocket. Peace in your marriage. Peace in your home. Power in your spirit. Power. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, now's the moment of truth. Don't go to hell because you reject Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you want to be saved today and you need not go to hell, just raise your hand. Put your hands in there. Amen. All the hands, come on, put them high. Put them high. I see you. Step on out and come on up here. Church, say amen. Come on. Come on. In the name of Jesus, Satan is defeated. Come on up, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Stand right here. Come on up. Praise Jesus. Stand. Turn around. Thank you, darling. Come on up. Those that have your hands raised, come on. Come on. Step out. Step out. In the name of Jesus. That's right. Don't be ashamed of him. He won't be ashamed of you. Turn, turn this way, please. Turn around. Thank, thank you, brother. Turn around. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Come on. Come on, step out. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Come on, come on. Come on, brother. Come on, come on. Come on, man. Come on, brother. No, come on. Love you, man. Love you. Thank you, man. Go on and Praise you. Step out. Come on. Give your life to Jesus. Come on, darling. Come on, give me a kiss. Come on. Come on. Give your life to Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on, brothers, sisters. Come on. Step out. Step out. You need to be saved. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. You saved. Come on. Come on, step on out. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, there's power. Power in the name. Are you saved, brother? You want to be saved, brother? Come on. You want to be saved, brother? I wish you want to be saved, brother. You want to be saved, brother? All right. Praise Jesus.
Listen. There's no blood on my hands. None. Is there another? Or perhaps you are saved and you want to join the church on your Christian experience. We're not perfect. But we do teach truth. And we do love you. And we will help grow in grace. Come on, brother. Bring your family on up. Come on. Balcony. In the balcony. Bless him. Come on. Come on up there. Come on up there. Come on up here. Come on up. Now, let me stop, pause, and park, and act ugly and get South Philly on you. All y'all not saved. Come on, teach, teach. Our buses went out to get you. All y'all not saved. I don't believe you're saved. And I'm coming on the authority of the name of Jesus. And I'm, I'm asking you. If you know you're not going to heaven, if you die right now and you're not sure you're going to heaven, I want you to just put your hand up. You're not sure. Come on up here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There you go. That's, that's okay. We're we, we going to help you, man. Ministers, come on down here. Help this man. Come on. If you die right now and you're unsure if you're going to heaven, stand up. Raise your hand. Are you sure you're going to heaven, brother? You say, are you sure, brother? Come on. Come on up here, brother. Right here. Come on. Come on. Come on. This road. Come on out of here. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. We love you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead up. Come on, man. Come on, brother. You? Come on. Come on, brother. Hey, give me a hand. Give me a hand. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm going to see you in heaven, boy. I'm going to see you in heaven. Come on. Come on, brother. Come on. You need to be saved. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, I need some help, I need some help. Brothers, come on, man. Come on, man, G come on, man, Jesus loves you, come on, man. Come on, come on, we love you, man, come on. Come on, brother. Huh? You good, what does that mean? I know. No, you know what? If I die, I'll go to heaven. You say? Yeah. Uh, come on, brother, come on. Come on, man, grab my hand, come on, man. I'm going to help you, man. Jesus loves you, man. Come on. Huh? All right, all right. Come on, brothers. Come on, come on out here. All right, we'll move. We're here, here. Let them out, let them out. Come on, come on. Praise Jesus. Go ahead, up. Brothers, come on, brothers. You say, you say, brother. Yeah, Thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right here. Right here. Right here. You saved. All right, y'all want to join the church? Y'all got a church home? No, y'all ain't got no church home. Y'all ain't got no church home. How many of y'all don't have a church home? Raise your hand. You, you don't belong to no church. Raise your hand. All right, praise Jesus. All right. All right. Well, come on, brother. Come on, join our church. Come on. Come on. Move, move it on down. 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 Yeah, just, just stand, stand with them, brother. Crazy. Just hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Come on, come on. You want to join the church? Just put it to the side. Come on. Crazy. Come on, brother. We all right? Anybody else? Listen to pastor. Come on, darling. 
Come on, baby. Come on. It's all right. You ain't coming up? All right. Is there another? All right. Hold it. Hold it. Listen to me. The world is dying and going to hell. The Bible says you must be born. The thing about salvation is you're not promised tomorrow. This might be the last time God speaks to your heart. He wants you to be saved. And he wants you to belong to a church that's teaching and preaching truth. And listen, where you can grow and bear fruit and much fruit and can serve. Amen. Our ministers are going to take you in the back, lead you to Christ. We're going to feed you. We're going to give you literature. And we love you. This is what the church ought to be doing. Amen. Can you go that way, please? Church, say amen. Church, say amen. Amen. We love you. Come on, get a load of hand clap. Church, amen. We're, we're dismissing. The greater judgment is on you that didn't come out of your seat. Listen, the hidden things belongs to the Lord. He's in control. His omniscience, his person, his providence, plan, and power. But the revealed things belong to us and our children forever participating and compliance to the principles that ye may be blessed a commitment father we thank you for this powerful promise in Deuteronomy 29 29 that we are not to worry about things out of our control. We're only to participate and comply to things in our circumference. And we thank you for the blessings as we are obedient to your word. In Jesus' name, thank you for the souls. Thank you for St. Matthew's. Thank you for the word. Thank you for this day.